0: what's What's up up, witches witches? that was that was
1: terrible no that was awful
0: no on this end i feel like it did well i feel like we did it i feel like we did it very
1: well to me we were completely off hi
0: velma nightshade Mm -hmm. hi firelight i've missed you
1: i've missed you too
0: um so if you are a patreon supporter then this is just the 30th minute of you listening to us if you are not a patreon supporter then um you are missing out on 30 very high quality high content (laughs) minutes of miss velma nightshade and i giving you a behind the scenes look at the last couple of months of our lives um
1: nothing nothing really super super you know witchy content but you know definitely um Little, little personal nuggets.
0: And I will tell you, if you are thinking about becoming a uh, Patreon supporter, let me tell you, you will find out some pretty damning facts about <laughs> uh, Ms. Velma Nightshade's new beau. What? Some pretty well, damning facts. So I'm just going to tease that out there. Just thankfully, tease it.
1: Thankfully, they are temporarily damning facts. But... <laughs> But yes.
0: Yeah. Uh so Miss Velma Nightshade it's so good to hear from you. Um Yes. Yes. And I I mean like what? This is our second third episode this year. So I feel like we're doing okay. We're doing Is it
1: is it actually the third? I, I thought I thought I thought it was only the second. I thought we were behind. Well, I think we are behind. It
0: it's probably your fault.
1: I I'm, I'm sure it's my fault. I'm 100% positive it's my fault.
0: I'm going to look. I'm going to look and see what episode it is. This is very high quality save. content. I know. Yeah, no, this is just the second episode this year.
1: Yeah, yeah, you
0: suck.
1: I, I, I take full responsibility. You should. Okay. Yes, and if you listen to the bonus, the bon, the bonus footage. If you, if you bonus. listen to the bonus content, you will know why it's entirely my fault.
0: It is entirely your fault. But it's, um, we're back, and we're, we're gonna give you now. a very long show because we're here yes so um and it
1: is and it is rapidly approaching bedtime at least for one of us so Uh this could get really interesting in Uh a little while uh
0: so uh miss velma nightshade i have been watching a tv show that you can find on amazon prime called just add magic uh i don't know if you saw me tweeting about it or not um i've never heard of this it's a door i mean it's a door it's younger I mean, it's for younger kids. I was, uh, there's a, a longtime listener of all of our shows, Katrina. Uh, mm-hmm. She lives in Maine. Um, yep. Shout out to Katrina. Hello. Uh, she's one of those people that like, I'm just kind of waiting on her to make her podcast. Uh, right. It like, um, uh what did she go by, Phelan? The uh, when she did the Kindle Witch podcast, like yeah, she's, I she's, love her. Yes, I mean there's 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 just a few people that sort of have kind of been on the periphery. Uh, like all the pod can know them. I feel like we consider them friends and all of that, but they've never actually made their own show. So she's one of those people. I'm waiting on whatever show she creates. I will absolutely absolutely subscribe. Uh, but she told me about the show. And I was like, okay, this feels like a little young for me. It's a little young. It's a little silly. But I was watching it. I was instantly hooked. And I was hooked because – so the premise of the show is these three young girls. I think they're probably like, I don't know, 12, 13, something like that. I mean, like middle school age girls. Mm -hmm. Find an old cookbook in the attic. It's an ancient cookbook. (laughs) And it's a never, even though even though it's not a really big book, it's actually never ending. You can never actually find the last page of the book. Oh my
1: god! Oh, it's like a TARDIS. Yes, it's like a TARDIS in book form. Yes, that's awesome. It's
0: infinitely larger on the inside. Um, I love it. So, oh, did you hear the news? I about I need Doctor a book Who? like
1: that. God, I would not have to have as many bookshelves in my house right? if I could have books like that.
0: Well, I feel like there is a book like that. It's called a Kindle. Yeah. So,
1: no, that's not a book. Well, <laughs> it doesn't count.
0: It works for me. Um, so anyways, but the the cool thing about it was, I mean, other than like uh, you know, the one witchy ingredient that you're supposed to add, it's it's regular recipes that do magical things. And it really got okay. me so while I was discovering this show, I was also listening to back episodes of some old pagan podcasts that I really enjoy. Uh I, I I put on social media that uh, the other day that um, I just sort of accidentally digitally ran into the pagan hooligans. Oh, I know. And we like had a really lovely chat and they said hi. So they say hi, everybody. Uh, I miss them. People that started listening to podcasts like a, a year ago are like, I have no idea who you're talking about. Like who?
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um,
0: but they're doing well. Uh, i But it just, I don't know, it got me thinking about like, you know, when we all sort of started. And I was listening to the ep- uh, some episodes of this podcast. You may have heard of it. Um, uh, it was called um, Witches Brew Haha. Uh-huh. And I
1: vaguely remember this.
0: Yeah. So uh, this girl, I mean, she, she – I feel like she really had her stuff together. I mean, her audio quality was terrible. And I, I would say that her tones were less than dulcet. But <laughs> – she had a really cool segment on her show called Practical Magic. Mm-hmm. And all of this just really led me to, you know, sort of back to that beginner time of discovering paganism. And what did you do when you first started reading your your first witchy books? You mm-hmm. ran down to your spice cabinet and you ran into your pantry and you were like, what do I have? What, what can I make? And I thought it would be fun to kind of take a step back from, you know, just some of the topics like, you know, our last few, uh, uh, our last conversation was, you know, and uh, the conversations I've had on the riot recently are about, you know, community and, and being a pagan leader and, you know, just kind of some heady stuff. And I thought it would be a nice change of pace to take a step back and really just kind of talk about the fun of discovering witchcraft in your cabinet. Mm hmm. And I thought, um, since you happen to be uh, the former pod mistress of the show, which is Bruhaha, Uh-huh. the long-forgotten show, that I would like to turn the microphone over to you for a moment and <laughs> see if you can't revive. And,
1: and put me on the spot. Uh-huh,
0: your practical magic tips and oh, tricks so god
1: I am so not prepared for this <laughs> no
0: so okay uh, listen I gave you a week I told you this is what we were doing
1: you you mentioned <laughs> that you thought it might be cool to talk about it you didn't so, say that you were gonna turn the mic over to me I, and
0: let, let, let me put you back in the right headspace so I was listening to your episode 43. When you were talking, you were you had just gotten the book that big that big book of magical correspondences.
1: I love that book, and can I just say, uh-huh. I know that um, I think it is Kinko's. If you if you go to Kinko's, you can take any book you want into a Kinko's. They will cut the very edge off where it is bound, and they will spiral bind something for you. Mm-hmm. One of my best friends got that book, Spiral Bound. I totally need to do this because my copy is about to fall apart because the pages are going to come out. Just quick little tip for you there. Any book you want, they will cut, it, cut the thing off and put it on a spiral ba- bound edge for you.
0: I had no idea.
1: And that book... Like there's a couple of books that I'm like. I, normally I'm like, <gasps> what do you mean you're gonna cut up my book? But like that book and Melody's Rock book and Oh, see th- that would be a good one. The,
0: uh, see that one in the with the with the pictures of the rocks. That would be a good one to get spiral bound.
1: Oh, the hardcover. I mean... Pardon me. Wh- pardon me while I clutch my pearls. <laughs> I have the hardcover, but I would not. I would not spiral bind that one. I would do the little one though, and like Cunningham's um her book and like there's some really good reference books that I would totally do that with just because they would be so much easier to use but mm-hmm. yes I love that correspondence book it's amazing
0: um but it 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 put me back into the headspace of you know one of the things that that I I I mean don't don't let me steer wrong here but I really feel like Made Witches bruhaha stand apart from a lot of other podcasts because a lot of other podcasts deal with either um you know like talking about like new world witchery brilliant show, but it typically deals with more like uh, folklore and, um, you know, uh, the, what is that, cryptozoology, you know, things that are either hard to find, obscure, um, you know, something like that. And a lot of other shows, you know, even mine included, um, you know, talked about witchcraft in this very... I don't know, traditional sense almost in which, you know, ingredients are supposed to be weird and out there and stuff. But what made Witch's haha so cool was that you really focused witchcraft back on what was easy to obtain. You know, you didn't have to go out into a forest somewhere and hunt down some bones. You didn't have to go out uh, and and dig up some weird root that was really hard to find everything that you did in those practical magic segments was typically something that you could either go down to Walmart. I hate Walmart, but it, I mean, it's pervasive across America. I mean, you could go down to your regular grocery store and get everything that you needed.
1: Right. Well, and I think because I was one of those people that when I read my first book, I immediately tried to find the witchy shop where I could buy all of the stuff that I had heard about and I was for a long time one of those people who would segregate my witchy herbs from my regular herbs and like you know okay it's basil but that's the magic basil like <laughs> you know <laughs> you know what I mean like it wasn't I, I did not have that I'm just going to use what I have mentality. When I first started, I had the, I need to buy all the special stuff. Now, part of that is because I love to buy stuff, but, but I think a lot of people do that and there's not necessarily anything wrong with it, but I think there is something to the mentality of what do I have and how can I be creative with what I have or how can I acquire something because it has a meaning to me that personalizes, your magic in a way that makes it I don't necessarily want to say fundamentally more effective but I i think the more of you you can put into your magic the more effective it's going to be because it's from the one of the my favorite thing pieces of advice that anybody has ever given me is the magic starts When you think about doing the magic, Mm -hmm. like the entire process, it's not just when you sit down with your stuff to cast the spell, it's the whole process. So the creative process that goes into figuring out out how you're going to do the spell, what kind of spell do you want to do? What kinds of things do you want to include in the spell and why that is all part of the magic. And
0: that's a really good piece of advice. Part of
1: it too, Yes, that that was Peter. Um, And I I think it's so easy to get hung up on the books. Mm -hmm. And I have done this myself. Because if you look at 100 different spell books, which I have, and you look for spells for money or love or luck or protection or whatever – and you break down the basic ingredients, there are a lot of things that overlap. There's, I mean, there are, here's your little subset of herbs that you would use for protection. And here are the rocks that you're going to use for money. And here are the, you know, and they're basically the same all across the board. So it's very easy for magic to get kind of, maybe not bland, but very generic. And that's not, To say that it's not going to be effective, it just sometimes lacks that personal touch. I mean, I'm not just doing a money spell. I'm doing a money spell for me.
0: Well, and you know, I mean, and I don't know if you were ever like this, but there would be times when I was like, you know, I feel like this situation calls for magic or I feel like this situation calls for a brew, an incense, a blah, and i go to the books and i pull open the books and i i start looking through the books and i think okay i mean i I've, I've i've got lavender in the garden and oh you know i've got rosemary as well what how the hell am i supposed to find this third ingredient you know oh right. the secret witchy ingredient of course that's going to absolutely make or break this magical spell right. well i don't have it and i have no idea where to get it and i can't get it at a grocery store so I guess I'm just not doing right. the spell. Right. And I, you Keep know, talking
1: for a second. I'm going to go grab that correspondence book. Hold well, yeah,
0: on. I mean, it almost makes, makes you feel really defeated. And you're never going to believe this. Um, and I have no idea if you can hear me or not. But I was absolutely one of those people that also, you know, segregated my herbs from the things that I ate. Because, you know, I, I mean, every book for years and years and years told you that if you were going to, to have – herbs. You're going to have equipment or or magical tools or something like that. They absolutely had to be separated out from all of your other things. And so that mindset, you know, oh, I I have to make these herbs feel special um, or I have to make these tools feel special or something like that. So I went and bought like bottles and jars. I mean, I think we all went through the bottles and jars phase and most of us are probably still in the bottles and jars phase.
1: I'm totally in the bottles and jars. They're nicer bottles and jars now. Bottles and jars are cool. Yes, But
0: I mean, I lugged around from apartment to apartment, like a box of bottles and jars that had herbs in them that Lord knows when they were actually dried. I mean, and you know, you just go and buy them because you're at the witchy store and you're like, oh, well, this is cool. And these are interesting property. I mean, you know, you don't often find slippery elm at the grocery store, you know.
1: Well, and I mean, that that could also lead into the conversation of when should you get rid of your herbs?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Because, you know, like, like, how long should you cling to some of these things? Well,
0: and I remember there was an interesting scene uh, in the Physic Book of Deliverance Dane with Catherine Howe, where, uh, you know, the protagonist goes into the kitchen and she finds her ancestors, you know, shelf of witchy herbs and jars. And she's like, these have been expired for years. I mean, there's right. you know these were tried out like a decade or two ago. She's like, there is no reason to continue to keep them, and at some point, you know, even the essential oils are are gone out of them. I mean, they're just yeah. fossils of plants. At some right. point, um,
1: I think we do all sort of fall into that at some point. At least a lot of us do. Um, and and I do still do that with some things. I mean, obviously, I don't have sandalwood in my kitchen spice rack. Like, there are some things that are only really, I mean, they're they're the witchy herbs. But I don't have two bottles of basil anymore. Like, if I need basil for something, I go to my spice rack and I get basil. Yeah. Um. So, I think there is, and that's one of those things that, like, sort of as you grow up as a witch, mm-hmm. you're like, ain't nobody got time for that like seriously well, like and you know what and i you think
0: know. i think that there's sort of a lesson in you know you said how long do you keep herbs for um right. you know especially i mean like the, the the nice thing about working uh as a witch the modern day is you have access to both st- herbs and stones. So if your herbs are expired, there's probably a stone for that. I've got a rock for that. Yes. Um, Yes. But, you know, the older that I've gotten and the more experience that I've gotten, I'm like, I would much rather use something that's either in season or something that I, you know, procured recently. Something that, you know, is at least somewhat reminiscent of the fact that it it came out of the earth recently.
1: Well, and there is something to be said for using things that are com- that, that would never appear in a book right Like that would that would never ever show up in a book like I don't think I have ever read a book that has said use melted snow when it snows oh. at your house collect some snow melt it keep it in a bottle label it with you know the date that this that the snow fell and you know if you need the energy of Freshly fallen snow, whatever that, whatever it is that that means to you, use that.
0: Scott Cunningham and for a long time.
1: snow. <laughs> of, of course he does. But this just, is just one example. I actually have but a like- jar.
0: No, I totally get that. I have a jar uh, of water that was collected from the snow of the first blizzard that I experienced after moving to Illinois. And I have absolutely no well, idea I have- what I'm going to do with that water, I have a- but I kept it. <laughs>
1: I have a, I have a bottle of snow that fell on New Year's Day, a few years ago. Oh, that so would it was be New Year's good. Day. It was freshly fallen snow. It was you know it was the, you know, it was the start of the New year. And so freshness
0: to a exactly situation.
1: Oh. exactly exactly. And I actually used to use when for um, for magical miscellany, my Etsy shop. I have renewal oil, and there are a few drops of that water in every bottle of that because. Every, but to, see, now I'm wondering, like, um, I, look,
0: is that the kind of thing that, like, you pour out at the end of the year and then, you know, refill the next well, year? That's, like, and what's that's this, the question. What's like, the magical half-life of
1: renewable resources? And that's a very personal choice because yeah. the, the question then comes down to it. When does the energy expire? Does the energy expire? Because, I mean... Old basil, if you burn it, smells like basil. Like, I don't care how old it is. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, there is still something to it that retains its inherent Mm basiliness. So at what point is it no longer energetically good for magic? And that's something that nobody can tell you because everybody's going to have a different opinion. And if you want to keep your herbs for 10 years and use them, do it. If you don't, don't. I mean that's nobody can give you the right answer for that. I mean there's no expiration no. date on rocks. Well right Well, I mean, and, 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 and to think you know, ab-
0: um and to think about, you know, some plants are actually more potent whenever they are not fresh. Like right. oregano. Um, right. Ar- oregano is uh it it doesn't have that typical oregano taste when it's fresh. Right. It it has a more potent taste after it has been hung too dry. Yeah. So, I mean, and... There's, and a lot of,
1: there's a lot of different opinions. And it depends on the, the individual plant, like you absolutely. said.
0: Absolutely, um, But, you know, the older that I've gotten and the more... I mean, in shows like yours inspired me. Uh, uh, but, you know, reading other books and seeing other pieces of fiction and seeing other witches working and meeting other witches and stuff over the years. The more that I've really had a very different take on correspondences, especially as they come to, like, plants. Stones, somewhat, um you know, to an extent as well, but in a very different way. Uh, right. But plants, especially, especially things that could be eaten, I've I have very much torn away from the idea of corresponding, uh, basically flipping open a book and going to a table of correspondences and just taking it at face value. Well, I have I have gone more the route of, okay, you know, when I've been sad. What has made me happy? You know, what are the things and trying to piece together witchier correspondences from there, which works better for me. I mean,
1: well, and there are and I I did not intend for this podcast to become an endorsement of this great big correspondence book, but. There is something to be said for the idea of having some kind of comprehensive list of correspondences that you can then go through if you are having one of those. I'm not really sure what I want to use moments and go, Okay, well, here is the list of everything. What is speaking to me? Like what on this list of things that have a correspondence to money or luck or love or whatever? What's jumping off the page at me? Like Mm -hmm. what what is it? Like if, if I were to flip this book open, okay. Um, protection is what I opened it to. So there is a list of probably 50 different herbs that have affiliations with protection. But what on this list? Well, I'm not going to use monkshood. Okay. Cause first of all, I don't have it. Second of all, it's poisonous and it's, I'm not going to use it. Um, Basil. Okay, I'm well, like, I don't. Who the hell I per- has monk's hood laying around? <laughs> right? <laughs> it's right next to my wolfsbane. Sure. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that means you don't um, alphabetize then, and that means you're not a real witch.
1: <laughs> Shut up. Um, okay, Basil is on the list as well. Mm. I, I personally don't consider Basil to be protective. It, it That's not what it says to me. Basil no, to me says money. not to money. me either. It, it's, it says it money says or to health. Me,
0: money, but um, I also really like it because of I always eat – and this is sort of where my own weird – I have a very weird brain.
1: Yeah,
0: (laughs) yeah, Yeah, you do. It makes very weird connections between things. But I always think of basil as fresh start or freshness or newness, um, even like weight loss or just feeling very positive and confident about myself because I always think of when I eat basil – First of all, um I have gotten very good at growing my own basil. My, my basil <laughs> plants <laughs> here are massive. But I it always it is good to grow. Yeah, it is. Um, it's also a plant that it, i pretty much flourishes just about everywhere. I mean you yes. can stick it in a pot and stick it in your kitchen window and or As I long mean,
1: as you water it, basil yeah. is happy. That's basil all is it needs.
0: Pretty freaking happy, at least long enough for you to get some use out of it. But yeah. there's just something about taking those leaves and chopping those leaves. There's a there's a lightness to the taste, a freshness to the taste, you know, pairing it with some tomatoes or something like that is making me very hungry. But <laughs> but I mean, I I always when I eat that, especially when I eat eat it after I've I have grown it and cut it and sliced it up myself. It corresponds to me to freshness and newness and positivity and energy and that kind of thing. So I wouldn't necessarily, like you're saying, you know, put it in that protective category. But if I were doing maybe some energy work and I wanted to give myself an energetic boost for the day, or I was lacking, you know, I remember years ago we talked about a confidence spell. Um, You know, if I might be doing a confidence spell... And one of the aspects of that confidence spell was to give myself, uh, you know, an energetic boost so that not only... Oh!
1: It I... is your it is your fault. No, nope. It isn't.
0: So anyways, so a few years ago, I have no idea where we stopped, so I'm just going to kind of start over. Uh, <laughs> but a few years ago, I remember that we did an episode where you talked about doing a confidence spell. And, you know, if I were doing a confidence spell, one of the things that I might then add... Uh, you know, I might not add basil to a protection spell, but I might add basil to a confidence spell because, to me, it sparks that sort of fresh in the morning. You know, the whole day ahead of you energy. You know, see, and
1: this is and this brings up an interesting point because to me, fresh basil has a very different energy from dried basil. Oh, absolutely. Dried basil, I totally see what you're saying mm-hmm. about fresh basil. And mm-hmm. to me, fresh basil is also more, like, love energy and and that kind of thing. Yeah. Whereas dried basil, to me, oh, well, that's is money.
0: Yeah. To oh, To me, really?
1: dried is money. Oh, yes. Dried basil, huh. to me, is money. So even within the same herb, having a dip – and, you know, if you were to throw in, like, basil oil, maybe that's, you know, health or something. Like, so the same thing can mean different things – depending on what form it's in, too.
0: And that's what I've really come to understand about um, instead of choosing one herb— and this is where you and I used to roll our our, our collective eyes um, whenever we used to talk about the herbs and stones that just lo- just do everything, like amethyst. Mm-hmm. Amethyst does everything. <laughs> yeah quartz crystal does everything rosemary does well basil does
1: everything
0: basil does everything and and that to me just doesn't ring true i mean come on it just it can't could it possibly you know ring true to you half a dozen of those things sure absolutely when i was talking about what fresh basil meant to me i rattled off probably half a dozen synonymous uh emotions Uh, you know, freshness, newness, weight loss, energy, blah, 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 blah. That sort of all correspond to some, you know, vaguely unformed idea that, that you know, when I think of that fresh basil, it means to me. But right. you're absolutely right. I mean, depend um, depending on the state of the herb, is it dried? <laughs> uh, you know, how was it dried? Did you fire roast this? Did you, you know, this, that, and the other. Um, and then how you interact it with other herbs other Mm -hmm. you know uh spices other whatever that then might be a better way to make your protection thing your confidence thing you don't have to just necessarily grab a twig of rosemary and say okay i've got all of it i've done all the things now because i'm carrying this one herb i've now well i'm good and
1: what are you going to do with it exactly I mean, if you are going to put it in a, in a sachet or mojo bag or whatever you want to call it and carry it around, girl, you,
0: you know me, I'm always going to do a sachet. Mm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that that is a different thing. If if for example, since we're talking about basil, yep. if I wanted to say dried basil is money, right? To me okay. that that is a good representation of money. It Kind of crinkles like paper money and it, you know, it it kind of has that look and that feel a little bit. I'm probably not going to want to use it in the spell if I'm going to be burning it. Very true. So, you know, there's this is what I mean when I say the magic starts when you start putting the spell mm-hmm. together. Best piece of advice ever, because you have to sort of take into consideration not only what are you going to be using, but how are you going to be using them? Absolutely. And what does and what does that symbolically represent to you?
0: And maybe don't flush it down the toilet either.
1: And maybe don't flush it down the toilet either.
0: And see, the funny thing is, you say uh, dried basil means money to you. To me, I would probably correspond that to something like friendship or rekindling relationship, conversation, that kind of thing. Because to me, I think dried basil and I think, what do I put dried basil on? Pizza. When am I ordering pizza? When I've got my friends over. Right. You know, when I've got my friends over, when husband and I are, are sitting on the couch watching a movie. And if I want to inspire those kinds of feelings that's my that may be what i would think about dried basil
1: and if since you use the term rekindling you might use it at as a burnable substance
0: absolutely if what so, i'm trying to associate and my, i might put that in the air and let that right. s- fresh mm-hmm. smell be in the air you know exactly. and that might be the kind of thing that i turn to uh you know let's let's uh you know, put that line of logic out, say uh, the usefulness of this is uh, if you and a friend haven't seen each other in a long time, or maybe even the friendship or the relationship has soured just a little bit, maybe you use that basil, maybe you invite them over for pizza, maybe you burn a little basil in some incense of other things Mm -hmm. that you consider to be very positive and relating to freshness and newness and reconnection and rekindling. Yeah. And uh, or maybe you put it in a fire and you literally stick it in there with the kindling, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, You know, and let that scent be in the air as you eat it and ingest the the dried basil as well. Or maybe you do put the fresh basil on there. But that's a different way of creating your own correspondences and still doing mm-hmm. practical magic that you can go to the grocery store and buy.
1: Exactly. Or maybe you crumble it up and put it under the doormat so that as soon as you see each other again for the first time, it helps that, you know, that energy is there to, you know, restart the good times. You know, there's a there's a lot of different things that you can do with any ingredient. Mm -hmm. Um, The biggest thing to me is to be creative. And part of why I created that segment and where that came from was I found myself wanting to do magic that was not in the books. Because I want, I wa- I, I had intentions that I wanted to do magic for that are not listed,
0: mm-hmm. and you actually or, talk about or that. Or I in...
1: wanted to, or I wanted to tweak them mm-hmm. so that they were more specific to me. And again, I just, I do just want to go back to the correspondence book because anybody who has this book, <laughs> um, will may be able to get some benefit out of this. Do you have this? You have this book, don't you? I don't. <gasps> <gasps> you, <know. gasps> you need to get this book. <laughs> It's uh, no, and the reason that I say that is, there have been times, and I, I can't think of a specific example, but there have been times when I have wanted to do a spell for something very specific, um, like let's say for self confidence. Mm-hmm. There may be a couple of spells in the books on you know self confidence, self esteem, whatever. Okay. But the good thing about this book is because it is not organized in a way that, like, all of the beauty correspondences are together and all of the love correspondences. I mean, they, they are listed out alphabetically by intention. So what I frequently do is I'll flip through and I'll go, okay, what is the overall feeling that I am trying to attain, right? I mm-hmm. Okay, I want self-confidence. Well, what do I need to have self-confidence. And I will literally flip through the entire first section of the book, which is organized by intention, and go, okay, well, there's a section for acceptance. Okay, acceptance is a a part of self-confidence to me because you have to accept yourself for who you are. So what is something that corresponds to acceptance that I might be able to use in this? Okay, so then I'm gonna go on and I'm gonna go, okay, well, there's a section on affection, well, self-confidence is sort of self-affection for yourself and appreciating yourself. So I might want to draw something from affection, um, and I'll flip through and look and go, okay, um, what else is in here that I might want to use? Um, encouragement. Okay, I'm I'm encouraging myself, so I can you can draw from lots of different intentions to really customize. Exactly what it is that you want. Now, I realize that's not, you know, quite as practical magic-y as the segment where it was like, you know, oh, you have a light bulb. Well, you can do this with it. But you can also do that, you know, as you start thinking of all of the elements that you want to infuse into the ultimate goal of your spell, mm-hmm. you can also start thinking of other things that aren't listed in the book that aren't herbs and stones and candle colors that to you mean something. Like if I have a particular necklace that I like that I feel good when I wear it, that might be something that I want to include in a self-confidence spell. It may be a stone that doesn't correspond with self-confidence, but I feel good in it. So I'm going to use it. um, you know, there's there's so many ways to customize and it is so easy to get wrapped up in the well, the spell book doesn't say that. Mm-hmm.
0: You know where I think a really good source of coming up with unique correspondences or unique uses for uh, herbs, recipes, thing like things like that are whatever your family's favorite recipes are, um, turning to those recipes and seeing when those recipes are typically made, you mm-hmm. know, um, and and seeing you know what kinds of emotions that you normally have or had whenever those were made, you know, right. uh, happiness for you might be, uh, you know, my great grandmother has this f- famous in our family recipe for apple butter, and it's made in mm-hmm. a typical way because in most parts of the country, you make apple butter a certain way. How she was taught to make it and how you normally never see it is you see it made with uh, Red Hots, cinnamon candy. Hmm. And okay. I know. Um, I will say a few years ago, I was at a, this way out of the way farmer's market. And I saw, I mean, they had jars and jars and jars of all types of apple butter. And then like they had like, I don't know, maybe half a dozen jars of cinnamon candy apple butter. Mm-hmm. And I had never seen it made outside of my family. Never seen it made that way. And I took the, I bought I bought like 3 of those jars and I took it home and I swear to god I cried and I was an 8-year-old again. But the thing is <laughs> whenever whenever you whenever I think of those tastes, that cinnamon and that weird candy sweetness and the apple And, you know, the way that you put it on the biscuit and stuff like that. I mean, I think of memory. I think of warmth. I think of family. And I think of, you know, all of these other emotions. And I think that is a really cool way to then go back to that herb, go back to say, you know, let's go extract all the way down to, okay, this is basically apples and cinnamon and some other, you know, basic spices. But it's apples and cinnamon that are things that you could go to the grocery store and get. And, What does then each of those flavors break down to mean to me? And how might I then reconstitute those and use those again? Uh, You know, maybe the cinnamon part reminded me of warmth. Maybe it reminded me of family. Maybe it it reminded me of whatever. And maybe I can take that warmth, that family, that uh, particular emotional tie and tie it into something else, tie it into, you know, a spell for, I don't know, if you're looking to get pregnant, if you're looking to adopt, if you're looking to, you know, grow your own family or something like that, maybe then I take that familial correspondence that I have attributed to this and add it into a brand new recipe and give birth to something new that way. And I think the important thing about correspondence is for me – um is to make sure that I do have that personal emotional connection to the reason why I'm doing it so that it's more effective.
1: And and that is exactly the key to my idea behind practical magic. It's not just use what you have, it's use something that has meaning mm-hmm. to you. Because you know, all the books in the world can say use basil for love if that's not what it means to you it's not going to be as effective as substituting something else that does mean love to you whether that's a seashell or a candle of a certain color or you know pumpkin spice or I mean whatever it is that gives you the feeling that you are trying to draw to you that's how you do it but be creative. I mean, it doesn't have to be an herb, a candle, or a stone.
0: And this is where I think having a true book of shadows comes into uh, the forefront of really, instead of you know, writing down a spell, writing down a you know, sticking in several pages on correspondences or something like that. You know, the 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 grimoires, the famous grimoires, are are basically diaries of witchcraft cast. And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it's, okay, I did my cinnamon family spell and here's the results. And next time I did it, this was what I tweaked. And, you mm-hmm. know, it would be a good time to, you know, break out those science 101 skills of writing those little, I don't remember what you call them. Kathleen's going to smack me. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I mean, you did your experiment and you could do your write-up report at the end. Um, Okay, here were here was here was my hypothesis. Here were my ingredients. Here was the way that I did the experiment. And here were my results. And here's what I plan on doing next time to make it better. And, you know, experiment. Get freaky, get witchy. And find your own correspondences to things. Because I can flip open a book and see that, I don't know, nutmeg. Nutmeg's what? Love? love and yeah uh something else luck i'm sure it's love and luck everything's love and luck (laughs) a lot
1: of things are love and luck a lot
0: of things are love and luck but like you know what does nutmeg mean to you when do you use nutmeg you know you were talking about pumpkin spice and Mm -hmm. maybe you know i mean i know it's so basic white girl love us but like i love that like first pumpkin spice latte from starbucks
1: See and I'm not a, I'm not a pumpkin season. spice person, but I like I like pumpkin pie spice. Like sure. I like that blend of cinnamon and cloves and nutmeg and mm-hmm. you know that that particular combination, mm-hmm. I mean of of herbs evokes a certain feeling. What is that so
0: what is the, I mean if you were to na- try to name the feeling, what is that feeling of clove and nutmeg and cinnamon combined? You know what is that what is that feeling that it evokes in you? That the wheel has turned. Um,
1: you See, know. to me, if I had to put a name to it, I would probably call it October happy. <laughs> That's i serious. I'm serious because it is it. It's a happy, comforting mm-hmm. smell to me, but it's also that sort of you know, fall is here, and there's like magic crackling in the air, and it's like you know, it's it's that sort of October feeling, like everything is suddenly exciting and new and witchy, and it's you know, it's it's that time again. Like, that's, that's what I get from that.
0: You know what? I mean, if there were ever a section of a spell book that said, like, here are the correspondences for self-care, mm-hmm. you know, for being okay being by yourself, mm-hmm. that would probably be a combination of herbs that I would stick in there. Yeah. Because I absolutely. feel like I'm good. You know, I get my pumpkin spice latte. I eat my slice of pumpkin pie, you know. And I feel like those are the times when I want to, like, stick on a fluffy scarf and walk through a park and just kind of be with myself. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean like I don't want to share that first experience with anybody else. I don't normally go experience that ritual of getting that first drink or eating that first slice or something like with somebody else. And when I go back and I think about the times when I have enjoyed those spices together, I, you know, you get that slice of pie and you go off by yourself and you enjoy, I mean, you just (laughs) savor it. And I think feel like that would be a good a good time to say, oh, well, this to me so, says self-care. If I feel like I, I've gotten away from myself, if I feel like I, I have been, you know, too many things to too many people, I'm giving too much of myself, you know, I haven't really grounded and centered myself in a while.
1: Well, and that time of year, mm-hmm. it, when all the pumpkin spice stuff starts appearing, is also really the beginning of the dark part of the year Mm -hmm. when the focus is a little more introspective and it's a little bit, you know, it's not quite as chaotic and crazy. I mean, they're, yes, the holidays are crazy and and busy, but they're crazy and busy in a different way Mm -hmm. from like the, the late spring, summer crazy and going everywhere and doing everything. It's a different feeling. But see,
0: this is where being a witch is awesome because I don't, Want you to feel like if it's June, and you're really needing that sense of self-care and introspective uh, introspection and spending an afternoon getting back in touch with yourself, that you can't do that because the, I mean this is exactly what being a witch is all about is saying you know what I've got this I don't know Saturday morning to myself before I have to do anything. I'm going to take a little time to do this self-care potion
1: mm-hmm.
0: or whatever, yep. whatever you want to call it. And, you know, maybe it's iced coffee because it's hot outside or maybe it's, maybe you find some new interesting recipe to stick those particular flavors in. Maybe you stick them in a bagel or something. I don't know. But Or you
1: stick them in some water on your stove and you heat them up. There and you, you go. And you smell put that, that smell. smell into your house. I mean, that's, that's the thing is, you know, how how are you going to use it to it, to
0: draw to you what you want exactly and when do you what what is the sensation that does it for you is it the taste of those i mean i think that you just gave me a, a lovely aha moment about the next level of that correspondence mm-hmm. not only is it the what do i use this herb for okay this herb is for self care this herb is for bravery this herb is for whatever but how do i experience that particular herb or spice that right. gives me that emotion is it when i sm- when i walk into that coffee shop and i smell the smell it instantly puts me in this mood oh, okay well then maybe you don't need to taste it right maybe eating it isn't what puts you in that mindset maybe smelling mm-hmm. it does
1: yes and i i will say um, Yankee Candle has a new candle this this year <laughs> called Sugared Pumpkin Swirl. Oh. I actually have it burning right now, just oh. as a coincidence. And it smells amazing. It smells like fall. It smells like pumpkin spice. That mm, house I am smells not,
0: like peaches.
1: But I don't like, I I am not, I like pumpkin bread and pumpkin muffins, but I don't like Pumpkin coffee and pumpkin no i am I'm not a pumpkin spice person, but I love that smell so eating it for me would not do anything unless it's in bread form but smelling it absolutely I love that smell
0: um what are other ways so eating the herb in a recipe smelling the herb by putting it uh, into a a pot simmering on the stove what are other ways that you can? interact with an herb. Uh,
1: well, I don't know that I would necessarily recommend putting pumpkin pie spice in your bath just because cinnamon and <laughs> clove tend to be very irritating, but depending on what it is you're trying to do, um, you know, a little, a little essential oil in the bath or burning some as an incense. Um, although that's not necessary. De- depending on what it is like pumpkin pie spice, honestly, may not smell fantastic when it burns it's not going to smell like pumpkin spice cinnamon does smell good when it burns but mm. it, it doesn't quite smell like cinnamon <laughs> um, but I mean you know what I, I don't know you could put it in your bath you could burn it you could sprinkle it around your around your home you know mix it with some um, like baking soda and sprinkle it on the carpets and then vacuum to sort of get that smell into the the house a little bit um, eating it, smelling it—I mean, touching it's not. I mean, I'm thinking of your. What are your senses? You're not going to hear it. Um, <laughs> it doesn't this is really. True. Have a, it doesn't really have a tactile thing to it, probably for most people. Um, I mean, you could you could put it in a little sachet and carry it around with you, and when you when you need one of those moments, you you know, you smell mm-hmm. it. Um, there are actually some really good teas. Um, that have very much that combination of flavors. And
0: while, yeah, and a lot of grocery stores are really good and good about having an interesting and wide variety of teas. Um, Now, if you go and you see those like, uh, I don't know, what's it called? Celestial seasonings? Is that what it's called? Celestial something? I don't know. I always think of it as like having a sleepy bear on the cover. (laughs)
1: yeah that's the sleepy time one (laughs) Uh
0: but the thing is um uh just make sure to look at what's in those because a lot you know you can get uh teas that are like here is chamomile tea and you know it's chamomile right that's it and
1: i will say celestial seasonings is very good about that
0: yes i'm just saying you know go through the list of whatever those ingredients are and just make sure that all of those are herbs and flavors. I mean, it's not necessarily all of them, but maybe just make sure that there's something in there that doesn't necessarily negate what it is that you're trying to do.
1: Uh, yes, you do want to make sure that the the comprehensive list yes works. I mean, if, but again, if something if you're is in talking there and about, it's just
0: filler, then fine. But like but if there's something well, in there that you like really negatively associate against doing the thing that you're trying to do, maybe don't pick that one.
1: If you if you really strongly negatively associate it, yes, I would say that. But again, you're looking at the overall feeling. So mm-hmm. something like pumpkin pie spice, right? I don't really have a feeling on nutmeg one way or the other. I don't. It's the clove I, I have for you, it, isn't it? I haven't spent a lot of time thinking about nutmeg or what I associate with nutmeg, okay? Other than, like, it goes on eggnog, and that's N- good. Nutmeg that like, is not in your it's, life. It's not. It's just, it's, I don't, I don't lay awake at night thinking about nutmeg, okay? <laughs> but nut, nutmeg true. is an ingredient in pumpkin pie spice, and uh-huh. I like the pumpkin pie spice, specifically that blend, because of what I associate with it. So, Yes, I suppose if I had very strong feelings against nutmeg, Mm -hmm. maybe I wouldn't use it. But just because I don't feel one way or the other about it, I'm not going to not use it. Because it's the combination that becomes the thing that I want the association with. Mm -hmm. So, you know, unless you feel very strongly about nutmeg. (laughs) Just saying.
0: Listen, one time somebody... Um. Uh, was, you can tell this story is true because I'm pausing a lot. <laughs> you don't. You don't understand. Um, I, I have very negative associations with nutmeg because one time, uh, this little kid threw some nutmegs at me.
1: And and see that could be.
0: <laughs> and it was traumatic. very traumatic.
1: It it could be. It absolutely. I don't, no don't particularly. I don't. What I does don't an
0: actual re- nutmeg look
1: like? <laughs>
0: Is it a leaf?
1: Oh my go- god! It's a it's a, it's a thing that looks like a nut.
0: Oh, does it? Hold on.
1: It, yes, it's a it's a, oh, little, it does. It's a little round. <laughs> it, it looks, looks like it looks a nut. Oh it's like
0: a brain.
1: Maybe if it's really old and shriveled, it looks like a brain. But no, and uh, that actually brings me back to something that i was going to mention because you know for people like you and me pumpkin pumpkin pie spice that that combination of cinnamon and clove and nutmeg and you know that smell evokes very positive feelings for us but there could be people who either really really hate the smell of that for whatever reason or have some kind of negative association with it you know they're long lost auntie who they were you know crazy about died in the fall and everybody was drinking pumpkin spice everything at the funeral and it you know it has bad it brings back bad memories i mean whatever the whatever the reasoning could be just because that's going to work for you and me doesn't mean it's going to work for them oh absolutely
0: and i think that's sort of what we're talking about is that you 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 should absolutely not just like what either of our suggestions, like take basil, you know, we both had some pretty different ways to think of basil, but if your way of thinking of basil is like how Velma views nutmeg and you're neither here nor there on basil, then don't use it. Um, Right. Or if you have secret option C and have a completely third or fourth set of, of associations with basil, that's not wrong. Right. Um, It's,
1: it's customizing it. It's Absolutely. customizing your magic, which is so, so important. And I don't think that's something that is stressed enough because no. it doesn't it doesn't sell prepackaged spell books.
0: No. And that's the thing is that a lot of, um you know, a lot of spell books, including the one that I wanted to talk about. Um, it's, you know, 30 or 40 pages of here's a basic. I don't know. I feel like anybody that's read a lot of 101 books could pretty much write those first five chapters from rote memory. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, here's your here's your correspondence crash course. Here's your colors. Here's times of the day and the time of the week and then this and then that and the other. And your first 45, 50 pages of your generic 101 spell book. But the thing that sells those prepackaged spell books are okay, now this is the recipe. <laughs> Do not right. alter this rest. In fact, in the, I was rereading, skimming this this book that I was, we we're going to talk about. Uh, yeah. And and I think at one point it's like, now do not deviate from this. <laughs> do not deviate from this uh, this formula at all. Well, it's and tested. See,
1: but, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it. tested. It's tested by somebody who it worked for. Right. That and doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to work for you. I mean, there is a healing bath Mm -hmm. recipe in Mm -hmm. this book Mm -hmm. and they want you to use anise and bay leaves and garlic and peppermint and parsley
0: no now
1: now for healing i don't want to smell like garlic
0: that's not gonna make me feel healed
1: each one of those ingredients may have connections to healing and i think they do sure i think they do that
0: doesn't mean they belong in a bath
1: it's not. It's not something that I want to bathe in. But see, here's where having a good a good reference book. I mean, not everybody is going to be able to go. Oh, okay. I want to do a spell for healing. Well, what do I associate with healing? Aspirin and uh, a cold pack. Like what? I mean, what are the things that you associate with healing? Well, right? But okay.
0: Here's here's so, the here's the flip side of that. And this is something that I was actually going to mention is that some of these herbs might not necessarily have. Sensory associations, but they do actually have medicinal or healing associations. And when you say something like aspirin, like willow tree bark is actually where you get aspirin.
1: Well, yes. And no, I realize that. But my point is this is where having a good comprehensive I'm not a doctor reference this is not medical is. advice. I feel like I have to <laughs> no. say that. No, it is not medical advice. Don't eat rocks. Like, oh, wait, can you do the...
0: that? Can you still do that? Do what? Don't you remember <laughs> your segue into your, your
1: all? Herb I, oh, all your I the stuff. only part that I remember okay, I can't do it. Well, I just okay. Remembered. First, you said it first really, of all. Really, really, really fast. It was it was edited oh. and and I I don't think I sped it up, but I did edit it so that I was not breathing at all during that thirty second disclaimer. Um, and I don't remember what it all was, but I do know it ended with "Don't eat rocks."
0: Yeah, but it was a take on your herb one. You actually had an herb one that you were like yes. really really oh, fast yes. on.
1: yes. Yes, I, I, I wanted to make sure that my disclaimers were clear. Yeah, we're not um, doctors
0: and we're not delivering medical advice. And if you, do not, any, if you do absolutely any of these things, I'm assuming you're going to die a horrible, painful death. So, yes, you know, exactly. I'm not endorsing anything.
1: Exactly. Um, but having, especially for something like healing, where you may not have your brain on 100% power, but you're like, I really, I want to do something. I want to put what energy I have into something that will help me. Having a good comprehensive resource is not a bad thing because like I said before, you can go through the category and go, okay, I'm not going to use that. I'm not going to use that. That doesn't mean that to me. That's not, oh, okay. I hadn't thought of that one, but you know, that would, that would be something that I want to include. That's jumping off the page at me as, as being something that I want to use in my healing spell. Um, And uh, you know, it's it's personal preference. I don't want to smell like garlic and anise and bay leaves either. No, who the hell wants to smell like garlic? I don't want to do that. That's swear to
0: God, if you do some kind of like garlic bath, (laughs) and for like banishing negativity, let me tell you what you're going to banish. Everybody else, everybody. Well, to be
1: fair, that would get rid of a lot of negativity.
0: Get rid of a lot of (laughs) everything.
1: It may be effective. It doesn't necessarily mean, you know, be careful what you witch for because that will. Oh, I need that that on a
0: t-shirt.
1: You've never heard that. Stolen.
0: stolen.
1: Yeah. Where's my do the stuff t-shirt? That's what I want to know. I tried. uh, Listen, you know, I
0: I texted you all of those designs. You said, oh, hold on. I'm going on a date with boyfriend. I will get back to you as to what I like. And three months later.
1: (laughs) more than that. But yeah. okay. You have still I will, not. I will I will have to go back through and and select my my choice because mm-hmm. yes, I do need the do the stuff t-shirt. I need it. Um but but Careful yes, what I mean which
0: for? I'm 1000% sticking that in my Redbubble shop. Yes. And the, I'm not the... crediting you at all.
1: <laughs> of course you're not. I don't I can't I can't claim it was completely my original <laughs> idea. I'm sure I've seen it on a t-shirt somewhere. Um but I mean it, You need to find something that you have an association with.
0: And the thing is, I I think that it's important for that. Now, not to poo-poo on, you know, traditionally held folk associations with a certain herb, you know. But we're talking about the kind of magic that you flip open your pantry and can do. And that is effective on an everyday level. I mean, if you're wanting to, I don't know, do something with... Uh, you know, really do the big banishment, and you're needing to go out to the witchy store and buy some high John the Conqueror root or whatever. You don't yeah. have any? Uh, no.
1: Please. Amateur. I know.
0: I know. <laughs> I will tell you a few years ago I, I mean I had box I still had the jars. I had all of the jars. They had ribbons around them and of course corks. They, did. they had ribbons and the ribbons associated with like the elemental association <laughs> of the herb and they okay, had I like, never
1: went that far.
0: No, oh honey, I I had typed out the, and I had selected a really pretty font and I had typed out the name of the herb and then like all of the associations that I could find. And I like burned the, I was so extra. You have no idea. I like cut out the little tag and I put a little hole punch in it and I burned the edges of the, and I tied it with the ribbon to the bottle and I had them arranged on a witchy shelf. It was beautiful. It was pretty. And those herbs never got used.
1: Did you go to the antique store for your bottles like I did?
0: Uh, I got them at a lot of places. Yes,
1: <laughs> I got a lot of my bottles and jars. I got a lot of antique stores. Jars. And yeah. a
0: few years ago, after one of our many moves, I just couldn't. I just couldn't. When we moved to Illinois, they were stuck in the attic for like six months before I realized. Oh, I was looking for devil's shoestring, and I realized I had it in a jar somewhere that I hadn't even seen or thought of in half a year. And the last time it had been used was probably another year before that. And I was like, you know, if I'm not using this, maybe, maybe I get rid of it until I either need it or want it. Are you still there? self on fire no
1: no i'm sorry i'm back there was there was an urgent need that had to be attended to oh i have returned
0: okay um well i revealed the uh the secret of life while you were gone of course you did yeah
1: um it's okay i already knew it (laughs) (laughs) it's not secret to me baby
0: of course it's not um but you know i i mean i was realizing you know, I hadn't used this herb in well over a year and it had been stuck for half a year in a jar somewhere in an attic somewhere. And I finally just came to a point where I was like, you know what? If I need it in the future, I will buy it. And there are so many of those herbs I've never repurchased ever, ever.
1: Right. It's kind of like that thing where they say, you know, turn all the hangers, you know, hang everything in your closet backwards. Yes. And if you haven't turned the hanger around because you've used it in like a year or six months or whatever time frame you want to put uh-huh. on it, get rid of it. Get rid like. Of it. And I kind of agree with that, and I kind of don't agree with that, simply because there are certain things that I only use for certain things. Yes. Um. And there are. And, and I don't necessarily want to just toss it because I'm never going to use it again. But but you know, there is a certain amount of like, how much dill do you need? Like, you know, Let I mean, me explain how to you how
0: much dill you need, sweetie?
1: How, uh, oh, I need a lot of dill, believe me. But. <laughs> But like, you tell you know, those how, Southern
0: church ladies with their deviled eggs that you don't need dill, and I want I want you to tell me how well that goes over.
1: I, okay, I was trying to use something other than basil. How much basil do you need? Like, you know, how many thousand bay leaves do you have to hang on to for all eternity because you're never going to be able to find bay leaves? Like, you know, there's a certain amount of that, especially with the stuff that's more common and easier to come by. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, you know, you probably don't need to hang on to a pound of bay leaves. Speaking of which, for the love of God, never order a pound of bay leaves. Jesus Do you have any Christ, idea? How many
0: bay leaves is that?
1: It is. I didn't. I it's haven't all counted of them. them. It is all <laughs> of them. All of the it is. Leaves. It is every leaf every off of leaf. the bay. Every leaf from the bay. In a bag every bay, the size of a pillow. All the, bays. all the bay. So, yes, if you are ever tempted, if you're buying bulk herbs because you're like, I'm gonna make tea and incense and everything and bath stuff and it's gonna be great, and I need all the stuff. Order the small bag, okay? Or you are going to have bay leaves coming out of every orifice of your body for <sighs> the rest of your natural life. It's just helpful, helpful tip. From the, me to you. I bought
0: bulk white sage one time.
1: Oh, my God. The bag is huge. But the thing is with with white sage, I've done this too. White sage, it has a lot of stems. Uh-huh. So you have to pluck all the little leaves uh-huh. off the stems if you don't want the stems. There are a couple of companies, though, depending on what you want to do with it. And one of the things that I like doing the most with with herbs is making incense. I love to make incense. There are a couple of companies that are very reputable, have good quality stuff, where you can buy things like white sage already powdered. Which is very helpful, especially if you're trying to make something that you're going to turn into like cone incense or something. Because powdering all that stuff yourself is damn near impossible. So I'm just throwing that out there. And things like, like oak. Um, or cherry wood or some of the woods that are good base for incenses that you then add other stuff to um, you can get them powdered, which is very useful. So another little helpful tip.
0: I'm really hoping that at the new place, have I mentioned I bought a new house um, that I I have a boyfriend. Mm, mm -hmm.
1: I finally have something to say. Have I mentioned (laughs) (laughs) so exciting.
0: Uh I'm really hoping that I can finally like grow white sage. Of course I also need to figure out how you find a seller of a white sage plant.
1: It's it can actually be pretty hard to grow especially in a climate like like yours and I know. and you're in the same kind of climate. I was thinking
0: um, I was thinking maybe like if I'm able to build a greenhouse maybe one day well, I could grow it in there.
1: And see here's the thing. I have never been able to find white sage to grow. I haven't either. But Hey, I
0: we've got a podcast. Hey,
1: hey, guys. Hey, guys.
0: You have some white sage seeds. If you know where you can get white sage plants, could you let us know? Our email address is incitingabruhaha@gmail.com. at gmail.com. I'm just it saying.
1: Is. It is. I, I would be interested in that. But, I
0: would 100% uh, be interested, please. Thank you.
1: Even Even though purists... Like I have been in the past and still am to some degree will tell you that there is and there is a slight energetic difference. I have had great success growing Russian sage. In fact, it is taking over the world and I really need to move it because it is growing outside is it of its ba- of its bounds. It's very, very pretty. A lot of people will use it as a decorative plant because it grows these big, tall, and there's purple flowers at the top, and it's it's really very pretty, and it has a very sagey smell. It's not quite as astringent a smell as white sage, mm-hmm. um, so it's a little bit different, um, and it's a little bit different energetically. I find it to be a little bit softer. Russian or White sage can be very harsh. And it's great. It's very useful. I love white sage. But it's it can be very astringent and very – Yeah, very, I've
0: always called I, white sage like the bleach. Um, it, it kinda,
1: yeah, yeah it, it exactly. feels like it,
0: magical bleach
1: it, yeah it, 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 it really it, it
0: is I mean it's gonna get rid of all the negativity but it's gonna get rid of all the positivity it's just gonna get rid of all of the ivities
1: it it, it cleans it gets rid everything of all out. the ivities. yes it gets rid of everything and then you need to uh, anytime yes. you use white sage another you little tip for you you need to put something new mm-hmm. in it
0: you need to you um, need to walk around with some rosemary or some lavender or some rose water or something and um, stick some rose quartz around i mean you need to stick some positive yeah. energy back in that space or else yeah i don't know i mean here's the thing and this is a lesson that you find out the hard way you could stick white sage all around and then i don't know your husband comes home in a terrible mood and then that's the energy that takes up the place
1: right yeah any t- and that that is actually a good rule of thumb. Anytime you are doing any kind of banishing or releasing, you should also be doing some kind of attraction or drawing. Mm-hmm. Because anytime so you create a void, you, just you me, need to fill it with something. You
0: just made me think of a good question. So I can't obviously, I mean, there's. I'm not going to go down to Home Depot and buy a white sage plant. No. So what is the... You know, we're talking about things you can go to the grocery store and buy, and things you can throw up in your cabinet and use. What is the grocery store equivalent of white sage? Vinegar. Okay. Okay. Vinegar.
1: Vinegar would be a, would be a very good one, um, because again, it has all of these, and th- this is where correspondence is. really interesting. But can you, get what can really you put vinegar on
0: that? It's not going to stain or bleach. Like, what do you do with the vinegar? Like, are you burning vinegar, and then you have your house smelling like no, vinegar? No, no,
1: God, no! Don't, don't do that. Oh. No. Um, well, I mean, okay, it depends. How, how would you be using the white sage? Well, I mean, you I know, mean, are to, you talking about like burning a sage bundle? Because yeah, I use, and like, you I know, use, it's like,
0: oh, it's been a while since I've saged my house. It's been a while since, I, you know, when you're doing your your tidying up. Do you, don't don't you ever like? Okay, so I've done my physical tidying up. Now it's time to do my spiritual tidying to, up. I
1: need to burn some sage. Like I am. <laughs> Like, I'm thinking, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, you said when was the last time? I'm like, I don't remember, I actually. I, mean, I need to burn some shit. Like, what have I been doing with my life?
0: <laughs> you, you've been doing boyfriend with your life. So.
1: I... Okay. That just took a turn for the interesting. So... No, I mean, it. it depends on what you're going to do with it. Like, if you want something to just bring freshness into a space. Mm -hmm. First of all, you don't have to burn something, right? Right. White sage frequently is burned because Mm -hmm. the smoke of the white sage is very good at dispelling negative energy Mm -hmm. and all of that gunk that tends to show up. Do you have carpets in the space that you're using? Okay. Baking soda.
0: Oh, I guess that's a good idea. Like if you have hardwood or if you, well, if you've, I mean, if you've got a non-carpeted space, if you've got tile or something like that, then floor washes become a a factor. You can start doing floor washes. And
1: FYI, it is actually not very difficult to make Florida water. It really, really is not. If you don't have a witchy store where you can go and buy pre-made Florida water You can make it. There are recipes. I don't remember off the top of my head exactly where I got the recipe that I use and I did tweak it a little bit. Um, But it's fairly simple ingredients. I mean, it's not super complicated part of it. Um, There's some rose water in it, which a lot of grocery stores you can get rose water or a Um, lot of
0: grocery stores have a florist section and you can get some roses.
1: You can get some roses and you can make rose water. It's not, that's not that difficult. Um, the recipe that I have for Florida water does call for, I think some lemon essential oil, lemon. And Uh, if you can't
0: get the lemon lemon essential oil, you can get a damn lemon.
1: You can get a damn lemon. Right. Um, I think there is, I'm trying to remember. It's been a while since well, I made gonna it.
0: Google Florida water now.
1: It's yeah, I should, I should grab my recipe water for it because it's,
0: water it's, recipe. it's
1: not that difficult. It's not. And certainly if you were to invest in a couple of bottles of some oils, like cl- clove oil, there's some clove oil in it. Um, and the oils that I use in my recipe, you can order and they are not like the expensive oils. Like, you know, like lemon essential oil, you can get really cheap, really, really cheap. Um, clove oil is is cheap. I mean, these, these are things that have a lot of uses that you can. I mean, sweet orange oil, honestly, is so one all of my of the very recipes favorite that I'm things.
0: seeing involve jasmine. And that's I mean, oh, I guess you can get jasmine tea from most grocery stores, can't you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You so can.
0: it would be. Roses, jasmine flowers, aromatic greens, like mint, lemon balm, lemon verbena, basil, thyme. So just aromatic herbs and cinnamon, cinnamon sticks. All of these are definitely grocery store herbs. You can get jasmine tea. That's the jasmine flower there. You've got your jasmine, you've got roses, whatever the hell says aromatic herb to you, which here is where I think you get to be super creative. I mean, you obviously need the roses. You obviously need the jasmine. You obviously need the, you need your cinnamon, but feel free to go a little crazy with your what says freshness and greenness to you,
1: right? Well, and I'm I'm flipping through my little spell book. I'm trying to find the my recipe for Florida water, which is the same Florida water that I had in the Etsy shop and was honestly one of the things that was the most popular. Um because a lot of Florida water does tend to be very very floral mm-hmm. and personally I really like using benzoin oil Here's a little bit of benzoin oil
0: orange peel in it
1: orange peel and, and I will tell leaves. you no lie or, sweet orange oil is one of my absolute favorite favorite things and I'll tell you why not only does it smell good it has that nice fresh citrus smell I'm not a huge lemon fan it's just yeah, no, it's a little too orange. much for me I I prefer orange. And I always um, think of
0: orange as cleansing. I and yep. and you know, in a lot of ways. I mean, if you're if you're just if you wake up and you feel ugh, you know, a yeah. nice glass of fresh orange juice tends to just sort of make you feel better about being awake.
1: Right. You know? Well, and orange oil is frequently something that people will tell you you can use like as furniture polish. Sure. Um,
0: you can do that with walnuts
1: it, too. It's very, very mild. So straight orange essential oil is not I mean, unless you're allergic to it, it's not gonna hurt your skin like a lot of other oil, like clove and cinnamon and stuff are great. But if you put straight clove oil on your skin, that's not a good idea. May, it's not a good idea. Don't do that because it's just not. But orange plus, orange oil is dirt cheap. Dirt cheap. I bought a 12. Do you have any idea how much. 12 ounces of essential oil is. It is a lot. It's a lot okay? of essential oil. <laughs> it is a lot of essential oil. It was like $5. Okay. Seriously? And yes. Wow. And it is, good, it is good quality. I mean, it is from a, a very good, reputable company. It is not like orange juice that somebody poured into a bottle. It is a What's orange essential oil. Do you, do you, you oil. want to
0: name names? Do you want to name the company? I think,
1: I think it, was, it was either Frontier or Mountain Rose Herbs. I don't remember which one. Um... But yeah, it was like five or six bucks for 12 ounces of orange oil. Like, I don't know how I'm gonna get rid of it. Like, honestly, like I don't know, like I'm I'm using it all over the place, and I'm like, I'm never gonna run out of orange oil. But it's it's a very, very useful thing. Um, but yeah, Florida water, do you know, do some Googling, find a recipe that speaks to you, and then tweak it. I mean, we changed the recipe a little bit that that we use, and it smells amazing and that's something that's really good and because it's not as harsh as white sage florida water is no joke okay Mm -hmm. it is gonna get rid of whatever it is but i think possibly because it is such a combination of things and there is like the lavender in it and some things that are a little bit softer and have a natural attractive quality to them You don't necessarily have to do quite as much attracting back in because it's kind of cleansing and freshening everything without just stripping everything down completely. Well,
0: And it's also one of those that's just involved enough that if one of the if Jasmine doesn't speak to you, but lavender does.
1: Right. I don't I don't put Jasmine in mine. I use I I use some I use some Bergamo. Or bergamot or however you want to pronounce it. And I use some lavender. And, and
0: while Velma and I might be big fans of orange, you might be a bigger fan of lemon or lime. Exactly. Or some other citrus fruit that speaks of cleansing and freshening a space to you. It's one now, of those... Now purists
1: may say it's not Florida water. Then that's fine. You don't it's, take it. It.
0: It's it's fine. It's it's your Jimmy house cleansing.
1: It's, it's Jimmy <laughs> Water. Then it's Jimmy Water. Exactly. It's your it's your house cleansing. It's velma water.
0: Right? It's firelight water. It's whatever. Right. It's I whatever. Mean, yeah. I mean, and, and oh my gosh. Again, if you're a purist and you're like, well, then don't do the floor in a water. Just call it a potion. Fine. Then call it a potion. I don't really care what you call right. it. But exactly. it's, it gives you a place to start. Exactly. And it gives it, you a place to place throw it. open the cabinet and get out some water and start simmering on low and get some fresh herbs and flowers and roots and things and stick them in there and boil them up and strain them out and bottle it and then splash it on stuff.
1: Mm -hmm. And feel super
0: witchy while you do it. You know, there is an emotion and there's um, things that you you think of after the fact. But we always talk about, oh, if I'm doing a love spell or a confidence spell or a positivity spell or this or that or the other – but what about like throwing open your cabinet because I'm really angry? And you know what made me think about this is we were talking earlier about like basil and oregano and things like that, and it made me think of pizza.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like when pizza you, makes you angry?
0: Well, no. But uh, the the caveat to there is that I started thinking about like junk foods.
1: Oh. And God. when
0: do you eat junk food? Like when somebody's mm-hmm. made you really angry.
1: Stress somebody, eating.
0: Stress eating. And I thought, what if you took, what about those flavors, those spices, those ingredients, speaks to that self-soothing, angry, you know, get, you know, I'm going to crunch into this pizza because I'd really like to be crunching into your head <laughs> feeling. You know, what, what about that? Is there something in that space that you can...
1: Well, okay. Do something
0: with. I mean, slicing Here's... a tomato and watching it bleed all over the place. <laughs> well, okay. My, my Roma tomato puppet. <laughs> Just squeeze it to death. <laughs> How dare you, Jimmy? Who's Jimmy?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but you seem very hung up on him. I'm no <laughs> very
0: upset it. with. Jim. I'm either very like <laughs> positive You're... about Jimmy or very angry with Jimmy. I can't yes. tell.
1: I I don't know. I mean, my hesitation about that would be if those are things that you associate with stress eating, as an example, Mm -hmm. is that something that you want to be putting more energy into? Well,
0: but that's the thing is, I mean, you know, Alanis Morissette always talks about uh, when people ask her, why do you write so many angry songs? She's like, well, anger is a beautiful emotion. Is there a way? To positively experience that anger or positively experience that, I mean, not necessarily positively experience it, but is there a way to healthfully, healthily experience and channel that anger, that upset, that uh, feeling of being jilted? I mean, is there a way to magically channel that energy in the everyday?
1: Well, I don't know that you'd necessarily want to do it every day. No, I Um, mean, you you know what I mean.
0: Like, we're talking with everyday herbs and ingredients and, and actions.
1: I'm sure there is. I mean, it kind of, to me, would depend on, well, what is the point? Like, am I trying to make myself angry because it is a source of energy? And if so, then what am I using that energy for? I mean, I've talked about this before. Anger is incredibly powerful. I mean, that that energy of just being wicked pissed is a lot of energy. To me, that can go two ways. Either you can use that to, for example, banish the hell out of something because you are so mad and you just need to get it to go away. Or, and this takes a lot more practice, you can, when you are very angry, use visualization and focus techniques to sort of not capture that energy, but channel and transmute that energy into something else as you release it.
0: You know what would be fun when you're really angry and I'm starting to think about like the ingredients of pizza and I'm thinking like tomatoes, you know, you've got Mm -hmm. your garlic, you've got your, you know, there's like pretty witchy things in, in pizza, but I'm just starting to think like, wouldn't it be fun when you're really angry to grab a sack of tomatoes and go like throw it at a tree?
1: Absolutely. Or something. Absolutely. It's and, but see, that's where it is like, okay, is that, does that I mean like technically you can carve classify things
0: into the tomato. Oh yeah 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 you yeah. Can, that, like, see, make and that faces would and, in the tomato. And
1: that would make it more witchy. Like just going and throwing tomatoes at, at a brick wall would be very therapeutic yes. and it would and it would have value. Yes. Um I have thought my entire life that all of the bars need to actually collect all of the glass bottles in the night <laughs> instead of smashing them all in the trash can and then long about lunchtime they need to open up and let people like stand behind a fence and throw the empty bottles from the night before at a brick wall let me tell you what white
0: people do let me tell you what
1: rich middle-class
0: white women in suburbs do there are now actually places you can go and pay money to go into a room that's basically filled with nothing but like plates and cups and things and just spend i don't know like 20 minutes smashing them
1: Oh yeah, yeah. You, you know, can well, pay I, money to go is, like
0: smash plates and things, yeah, and I'm like instead of just I've, going
1: to Goodwill and buying your own. I've never,
0: um, I've never been to one of those places and I've never seen one of those places. But let me tell you, I would really like one of those places to open up near me.
1: The, it, there is something very therapeutic there. about destroying things. When you are mad. There and I is, just, there I is think a therapeutic about those value.
0: Kinds of, I think about those kinds of foods and those kinds of associations because, you know, you order the pizza or you indulge in the pint of ice cream or the gallon of ice cream or whatever. And you, I don't know. And then, and I get this whole like body shaming thing, but then like the next morning you're like, okay, I'm still pissed and now I feel bloated. Right. And I just think, could you be doing something magically with those same ingredients that give you that same... Association, that same feeling that same energetic uh you know uh, what what did you call it? oh harm- harmony is that I don't remember it was something like uh oh rose quartz is a c and Aphrodite is a c and all of that,
1: oh the law of octaves, yeah, yeah,
0: that uh so you know what whichever combination of herbs or whatever about that that smell, that tactile sensation or whatever, says to you, or I'm angry and this is the thing that I want when I'm angry, you know, and I get that a lot of it is the fats and saturated fats have a chemical interaction in your brain and, you know, make you feel happy because it releases a certain chemical. But could you take that same smell and those same herbs and apply that same energy into something magically constructive?
1: I don't see any reason why you couldn't. Uh, my, uh, I'm not sure that I really I would, like the idea personally. of throwing
0: tomatoes at somebody. I don't know what you Jimmy
1: really, you, you really, you want to throw Jimmy tomatoes did. at Jimmy. I don't know yeah. what
0: Jimmy did, but I really want to write his name on, to, on a tomato and like go throw it at something. <laughs> Freaking Jimmy.
1: I, I don't know. You seem to be having serious issues with him though. F Jimmy. <laughs> i i don't know i mean i i'm sure that you could i i don't know that that's necessarily something that i would do um probably because i don't know how to make incense that smells like taco bell um <laughs> but but, but I, I mean it depends it, de- it depends on your perspective and it depends on what you're trying to achieve i don't know what uh, to,
0: what tastes like 3 a.m and depression
1: Oh my god! I don't, I don't know. It's, it's a guilty pleasure. Or I will being admit, drunk but it is out
0: of your mind.
1: It's definitely a pleasure. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. But I mean, it, it it depends on what your intention is. I mean, if if something, if, if carving people's names or or you know, th- carving things into tomatoes and then smashing them is going to help you release whatever it is. Mm -hmm. How is that different from any other form of banishing? Uh, Absolutely. I mean, it it isn't other than... I'm just saying, saying maybe your personal
0: association with, you know, I don't know, plum tomatoes or whatever, you know, that's the pizza that you go get whenever you're really angry, you had a hard week or whatever.
1: Right, but... And for that matter, maybe your personal
0: stress relief herb, so to speak, is grapes because grapes make wine and... You know, you get right. wine after a nice long, hard week or something like that. So maybe, you know, grapes or something that you incorporate in you a... buy
1: a bunch of grapes and you can pop them de- in your fingers.
0: <laughs> in a de-stressing spell or something like that. You know, maybe you juice these grapes and, and put it together with something else. Maybe that's what you added to your Florida water. Maybe you start with grape juice. I don't know.
1: It won't keep very long. Just I'll, FYI.
0: And it'll make everything really sticky.
1: It will. No, please. please. <laughs>
0: Please don't put it on your floors.
1: No, no, because then you're God, gonna have no. to, like mop again. I, I'm not even gonna lie. My very first copy of Wicca: A Guide for the Solitary Practitioner, which was my very first Wicca book, I spilled orange juice on it.
0: <laughs> you probably loved that because you're the like, one that's like, so I love when my books it. have stains on them.
1: Well, no, I and I still have it. I still have it. I dried it out. I still have it, but. It did take a while before it was no longer sticky. <laughs> I'm, not I'm gonna, just saying.
0: I just want you to know the amount of maturity that it's taking me right now not to do anything with that.
1: Yeah, I, I know.
0: Uh, so one of, the, one of the books that we kind of referenced earlier, and I meant to actually talk about it at that point, but I never did, um, is Supermarket Magic by Michael... Fury. Fury, okay. I didn't know if it was like furry or furie or what. I, so,
1: I, think it, I think it's, we're going to go with Fury because that's Michael what I said. Fury. I can't be wrong.
0: Um, and what I love about this book, um, and it sort of reminded me about that book. I, I mean, literally, I was watching the very first episode of that show, Just Add Magic, and I was like, oh my God, this is, that book is supermarket magic. And it made me like go grab it off the shelf and really like pour back over it and fall back in love with the idea of being able to go to the grocery store and getting an entire cabinet of things, an entire pantry of things that I can eat and also do the magic with. Uh, right. You know, I love the idea of like, love spell chocolate cake, you know, and whatever. I mean, you know, good health potion, page 91. Yeah. One tablespoon honey, half a lemon, tiny pinch of ginger, a tea bag of your choice. And there you go. I mean, these are things that you're probably already incorporating into your tea, but it's the intent behind it, and it's the feeling behind it, and it's the emotion behind it, and that energetic connection that you can make. Because whatever speaks to you is what's going to draw that magical efficacy out of you.
1: Exactly. And that is that is key. Intention is everything.
0: Absolutely. And you're, it's, it's always hard for me to really wrap my mind, or, okay, I need to do this banishing with this high john and this devil shoestring and this, this and this, that. And I'm like, cause I, I'm like, I'm only going to experience this high john this one time, because a book told me that I needed it. And I mean, it's just not something that I use in my everyday or have much association with.
1: It It isn't, but I will say on behalf of those people who have weird ingredients that we don't use very often, um, to a lot of people, myself included, there, the, the mystery and the ambiance and the feeling that using that special something that you've had for a while and, like, you've never had the occasion to use it and this is the moment, like, this is the moment to break out the high, John, like, That also, in and of itself, can create a good energy.
0: Oh, absolutely. And there's nothing – I mean, there's nothing stopping you from being – you know, uh, uh, what do you – do? I mean, a a friend might say, oh, my God, I've got this great potato recipe. Well, just because you don't personally have a connection with that potato recipe right now doesn't mean that if you don't go home and try the recipe that you will not then have a positive experience with that potato recipe and then love it and add it to the thing. So, I mean, that's not to poo-poo the use of something like – John the Conqueror route, or, you know, Slippery Elm, or Devil's Shoestring, or something like that, just because these are not ingredients that you can find at a grocery store, um, right. it might be something that you have to go hunt down. It might be something mm-hmm. that you spend a little bit more money for online or something like that to procure. And then that extra specialness of it, you know, means that you might take a little bit more care in... in Experimenting with it and trying it out and and building a relationship with that particular herb and finding how it works for you. Right, um, but that's not quite what this is about. This is about being able to do the same kind of magic effectively without having to go through that process.
1: Right, and that boils down to creativity mm-hmm. and really putting the time and effort into the thought process behind what it is you're trying to accomplish and how you as an individual want to get there.
0: Because magic starts as soon as you start thinking about doing the spell.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Oh, my God. We did like an episode.
1: We did. We did a very long episode, and we We actually agreed at the end of it.
0: Oh, my God. This is why nothing worked. This is, this exactly is why we had why so many worked. technical glitches because we ourselves because everything the matrix. else was fine. We ruined the matrix. <laughs> we did. We did.
1: Life as we know it is ending.
0: <laughs> uh, so if you guys have any special relationships with an herb, a recipe, let us know. Like what's your favorite witchy recipe that you can go to your pantry and make? And when do you make it? Uh, you know, is there something that was passed down from a, a grandmother, a mother, a father, a grandfather, an uncle, a friend, a whatever, that has an association with you that you have then used for a magical purpose? Have you repurposed a recipe or an ingredient in that recipe for a magical use? Let us know. Mm-hmm. You can yep. email us uh, at incitingabruhaha at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from yep.
1: you. Speaking, we would.
0: Speaking of emails, do we have
1: oh, I I have no idea.
0: I'm looking. Uh we got a couple.
1: I have not been paying attention in case I'm, you hadn't
0: figured that out. I've got it up. Okay. I've got it up. Abby. Uh let's see, what do we what what was the last question? Whatever. Um Abby says, Hey y'all. I only started listening to the show last year. <laughs> wow. Um we hadn't been doing a show since a year prior to that. So you started on an off year, Abby, but welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to the Wiggly and Way. I only started listening to the show last year, but I love it. To me, witchcraft is meditation with aids by way of ritual. Oh, that's interesting. Meditation with aids. Well, that I can
1: I can see that. I yes. mean, it's it, so much of magic happens in your head.
0: Uh, visual. I absolutely agree. Visual, auditory, and tactile aids that help me focus my intent, change my way of thinking, heal, let things go, or any number of goals. And you know what I like about this definition is it doesn't necessarily have to be supernatural. This is it's no, good absolutely. psychology. It's good advice. It's mm-hmm. it's things that get your mind in the right place to do whatever and, you know, to get you to the end result. Uh, she nice. says using aids like candles, incense, runes, tarot, drums, etc., in a ritualistic manner centers me. Uh, she further says I fall into a weird category of pagan, though don't we all?
1: <laughs> Is I, there anything but a weird category of n- pagan?
0: Not an inciting a brew, <laughs> We are the weird. We're we are the weirdos, Mister.
1: We're. Oh. <laughs>
0: Finally found a good use for that phrase. You
1: did. I'm Um, very impressed. Thank you.
0: I'm not pagan enough for the witches and not atheist enough for the atheists. I like my pentacles and candles and witchy clutter. Who doesn't love themselves some good witchy clutter?
1: Oh my God. I love my witchy
0: clutter. (laughs) (laughs) And rituals, but do not hold the belief of deity. So I'm not sure if my definition will fit the mainstream pagans. And I use that term lightly. Thank you for all that you do for our community. And especially thank you for always making me feel pagan enough also, I really want a know-your-shit shirt. <laughs> Let us know when they're available. Don't forget the plus-sized witches. Amen. Amen, sister. Um Well, see,
1: here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Witchcraft mm-hmm. does not necessarily have to have any specific religious anything behind it. It can, but it doesn't have to. I mean, especially when you're talking about Folk beliefs and customs and associations, and you know, I use basil because my grandmother used to put it in her spaghetti sauce and it was awesome. And you know, so I associate basil with whatever. Where is there a religious context in that? There isn't. Mm -mm. Witchcraft in and of itself does not have to have, I mean, you can be any faith you want and practice witchcraft because witchcraft in and of itself doesn't have to tie back to religious beliefs. And I think that's where a lot of people, and a lot of people will disagree with me, I know, but I think that's where a lot of people sort of get hung up, is they go, well, I really feel the witchcraft thing, and I really want to do spell work, and I like uh, even the ritual aspects of it. And maybe even I like doing, you know, things for the full moon and whatever, but I don't necessarily feel, feel that it is the, you know, divine energy. It's just a, a good energy that I like to well, use. Well,
0: that's, I mean, that's, that's praxis, P-R-A-X-I-S. That's it's, and it's a word meaning the practice without, uh, uh, rel- basically spiritual practice without, um, the the context of doing it in relation to a divine source
1: but i think there are a lot of people who think well i like witchcraft but i don't want to be wiccan or i don't oh, want to be well, pagan yeah, sure. or i don't have a connection to that. so i can't do witchcraft because that's what it's connected to and i think that's completely wrong i think i think you can do witchcraft no matter what your religious you can absolutely leanings do are um and I think people do. I mean, if you look at various practices from all different religions, I mean, you go into a Catholic church and you light a candle for somebody, what are you doing? You're doing magic.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: It's Catholic magic, but it's magic.
0: And I would, um, uh, you know, I would I would even go so far as to, you know, raise my hand and say I do a lot of spiritual practice with only a barely vaguely defined sense of, you know, an ever evolving understanding of the divine and an ever-evolving belief in the divine. And my relationship with that belief has been problematic for me and beautiful for me all at the same time over the years. And I think it's perfectly okay to sit uncomfortably in the space of not being quite sure whether or not you need to believe in anything in order to still be witchy, in order to be pagan. Because at the very center of paganism, at least in my opinion – is a reference is a reverence for the natural cycle of things. Is a reference right. for the divinity of the natural world. And right. whether or not you you anthropomorphize that divinity as a god or a goddess or some other uh intelligent persona, it's still going back to the divine nature of You know, it's the imminent divine. It's the divine in everything. It's the sacredness of the fact that we're alive and the fact that the world still turns and the first snow and the last snow and the dawn of the new day and the close of the day. I mean, it's just there's something beautiful and sacred about the natural cycle of things. And that, to me, and if you look back in history and the evolution of belief, that's sort of where belief comes from, is the mystery of the ever-changing universe And that is sacred enough for me to, to get me through the times when I'm not quite sure whether or not I believe in anything more than that.
1: Right. Well, and to me also, witchcraft in and of itself, magic, the practice of magic and witchcraft is also a way of taking ownership and responsibility for your life and how your life is coming out and if you are not happy with something in your life instead of placing the responsibility for making a change in the hands of a deity or in the hands of another person or in you know in an external force you say no i don't like this thing about my life i'm going to do a spell for it and i'm going to fix it so there's also you know it, Apart from any spiritual aspects, there is this great sense of personal responsibility and and ownership of how your life is and how you want it to be and how you want to shape it and how you want to grow yourself that I think is completely unrelated to or at least can be unrelated to any spiritual path.
0: Uh, and I think that's a lot of what we've talked about today is yeah. a practical way to do magic, to do spell work, to do ritual that gets your psychology right, that gets your mind right, that associates your uh, desired effect with something that you're either already doing or have experienced that has put you in that mindset right, in the exactly. past and and conjuring that up so to speak.
1: Yep. Literally. Yeah,
0: literally conjuring that Mm
1: -hmm.
0: up. Which is, uh, actually, I was just reading through a couple of the other emails. Donna uh, emailed us and said, question for you. Do you think it's possible for a person who does not believe in literal gods or energy to be witches and or delve into a pagan path? And I think we just said yes.
1: Witches, yes. Pagan path? Pagan path is a little bit different because how are you defining a pagan path? What makes it a pagan path?
0: Well, I mean, like I said, I think to my personal pagan path, I think it's perfectly fine not to believe in uh, polytheistic individual. I mean, I, I, I do not think that there is an Olympus in the clouds with actual literal physical Zeus and Hera and all of that. I am not that kind of pagan.
1: Can Loki be real?
0: <laughs> is he? With is it. he Tom Hiddleston?
1: Would would that be okay?
0: <laughs> Tom Hiddleston is real.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Tom
0: Hiddleston is real, and he's exactly. very pretty.
1: He he is an attractive man.
0: And there is a reality in which you—I mean—he's real enough that you could indeed lock him in your basement, <laughs> if that were a thing that you'd like to go to prison for.
1: Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, no, thanks.
0: But I—I I mean, I think that I think that if you define paganism as his sacredness and reverence for the turning of the wheel, I I don't understand why that has to necessarily accompany, you know, why your little branch underneath the giant umbrella that is pagan belief, why you have to say, okay, well, I'm not pagan enough because I don't think Thor is an actual entity in and of himself. Other people might believe well, that it's fine and valid, but I what's don't. What's
1: actual? Is it is it energy? Is it sure. I mean, then you get into defining well, what is god. Well, but
0: that's the, and that's the thing is that what I think, are the and I think that's what some that of these are, questions are asking, and I think that's right. what, you know, we all, is that should I even try it? I mean, it's and and like what I was saying earlier, do I even do the spell because I don't have the one witchy ingredient? you know, right. do i even get further into this pagan path because, you know, i just don't quite buy the whole polytheism thing. Right. You know, can i still experience being a pagan without that? And my me personally, i would say absolutely.
1: And and i would agree with that. I mean, it it does depend on how you're defining pagan. Sure. But i but i think there is the, the one all-pervasive quality that defines pagan and what, what that word means that I think most people would agree with me on is like you said, reverence for nature, the, the interconnectedness of all things, um, and the sacredness of the
0: natural world
1: and the acknowledgement of the cycle of the seasons Mm -hmm. and that that has symbolic meaning, um, and, and And, you know, I, I think that all good... of
0: that can either need to involve an actual literal deity, and all of that can at the same time not need to involve an actual literal deity, depending on how you need to relate to the divine. And it doesn't right. make your experience, whichever way you go, any more or less valid. right. And I think that's important for some people to hear because I think that you know, in pagans, in really any belief circle. It's like, if you didn't do all the things, if you can't check off all the boxes, then you can't call yourself X. And then right. if you can't call yourself X, then why are you even here? Yeah. And I'm totally not about that life. I'm so not about that. You know, that.
1: <laughs> I think, I think, my darling, that comes with age. And are I you am, calling I am, me old? I am, no, I'm not trying to call you old. I feel I like mean, you're, you're calling are. me old. Y- y- you kind of are. but um, Listen, I'm 26.
0: Th-
1: uh-huh. Yeah. Six times. Sorry, five times. Ah, okay. <laughs> did anybody else hear the pearls get clutched? Because I did. I'm actually 24. Um,
0: I'm aging backwards what? now. What? I'm 24. Oh, God. And now I'm 23.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Does that mean if I wait long enough, you will have lost the knowledge of how to speak? <laughs>
0: No, I came Because I can
1: wait. I uh, when
0: I was birthed from the rainbow cloud and brought down by fairies and cherubs, uh I was I was already speaking. I knew how to speak from the beginning.
1: Yes, but what you're saying is if I wait another minute and a half, you will not have yet been born. Yes. And then it and then it will be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> and there will be much rejoicing.
0: No, then I will pre incarnate. Oh god. Do you like do you it's like my just, neologism? It's just never-ending. I am pre-incarnating.
1: Congratulations, you made me lose my point. Oh, no, my my point is, there there comes a time for most people, um, especially those of us, it seems, who are not as involved in the greater pagan community in a very active, hands-on way. Like, we're not, you know, part of a big you know, traditional coven and we're not part of, you know, we don't, we don't go do all the classes and all that, you know, at, at least I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't have that strong tie in to the greater pagan community in my town. Um, There just, there comes a time when you go, you know what? You're okay. I'm okay. We're all okay. <laughs> I'm just going to relax. I'm going to go, Okay. I, I can still have an intelligent conversation and perhaps a debate about this viewpoint that you have, but I'm n- I'm not going to spend the rest of my life trying to argue with you about whether or not you think that the label that I have chosen to assign to myself is valid.
0: Oh, hundred percent. I mean, if I somebody mean, else just, is like, you can't call yourself that short. label. I, I'm, I'm so over it.
1: Life is too short for that. like, there was a time when I would have argued and I would have defended my position sure. and I, you know, would, would, but, you know, I. There are just some maybe,
0: arguments not worth having. They're not productive. Not All they're, having, they're doing is limiting. And I
1: just don't care what you think.
0: Yeah. Hey, I have some good like, news for I am, you.
1: I am interested. You have good news for me?
0: Yeah. This is our actual third show this year.
1: <gasps> Yay. I'm not, I'm not as terrible a person as There's, I thought I was. There,
0: so far we are in the third quarter of the year and we have done three episodes.
1: Well, I don't know how long we've been talking, but it feels like a very long time. Very long time. <laughs> this is a very long show.
0: Yeah. Well, we're not doing video, so we've got to give them some We've got to give them minutes. No, oh, we, remember we did the PPS, we did the PPSM reunion episode in January.
1: Oh, that's right, we did. And that then was we
0: fun. did cursing and now we're doing herbing. So, we're we're on track for four shows in a year that we said that's, we were going to do.
1: That is awesome. I'm, I'm very pleased we to are hear that. We're doing the thing. We're doing the do, doing the stuff.
0: We're doing the stuff. Speaking of doing the stuff, if you would like to uh, do yeah. some stuff with us, <laughs> um, we are. Where are you going? I'm gonna tell you that we are a Patreon-supported podcast. We are, and yes, and uh, hopefully, what this now means is that we might be taking some of that Patreon money and buying ourselves some uh, webcams and some good, some better well, equipment well mine works yeah well you know maybe maybe On my it's old time to upgrade computers. some equipment so uh if you guys would like to support pagan podcasts like inciting a Brew Haha or inciting a riot we have a patreon where you can give as little as a dollar a month and if everybody that listened to the show gave a dollar a month
1: well i could get a new computer <laughs> we, i we could both get new computers I have a new computer already. Well, but my my I don't. And, and mine works. F this you. time. So It well, worked this time. It looks like I, it sh- means, I shouldn't brag too I much. I may need it some has, Patreon money to buy myself twice, a, a, so.
0: a webcam. So <laughs> I, have, I haven't had to think about buying a webcam in years, but
1: do they even still sell them just as a standalone thing? Or is it like, no, I sorry. Yes, like, I'm going to find out. Uh,
0: you can give as little as a dollar <laughs> a month. Get, giving as little as a dollar a month gets you things like behind the scenes news, upcoming appearances. I know that I recently put a little bit of news about some upcoming secret guests uh, on inciting a riot on there and letting you guys uh, that are already Patreon supporters know about my really, really cool um upcoming series of roundtable discussions that are going to be happening soon. Um, but there's other levels like you get all of the behind the scenes uh unedited episodes of Inciting a Bruhaha.
1: Which let you, me just say they are rough. Okay. Very rough. When you say unedited, you mean They literally mean I just unedited. hit upload. Edited. I just
0: mean I hit upload and you get all of the minutes. Which for this episode might mean you get like two and a half hours of just us.
1: I I think, I think it does, actually, because yeah. we've been talking for a long time. Yep.
0: Um, for those that get, so that's at $5 or more, you get all of the unedited content. Right now, at the $10 a month or more level, you get all of the video bonus content that we have not made yet. So... Once we but get we will. the video situation figured out, we're going to have to do something extra special for you guys that are already at that level. Yeah. Maybe make just a a one-off us video. You know what thing. we could do? What?
1: We could do some sort of Halloween special.
0: We could do it and that might make up for the 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 episodes where we couldn't do video and maybe we could do some kind of fun Halloween witchy Video spell in book costume, thing. yes. Okay, okay, this is happening now. The reason that I want to get to this is because at the 20, uh, 20 level or higher, first of all, thank you.
1: Uh, well, thank you to everyone, but yes, thank yes. you, thank you, thank you,
0: thank you to everyone. At the 20 level or more, you get a special shout out on both inciting a riot and inciting a brouhaha. And you can use this shout out to do whatever you want. You can just have us say your name several times, which Carrie Beckler, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Velma, <laughs> you have to thank Carrie.
1: Thank you, she's, Carrie. She's thank paying you, thank us you, thank
0: you. Thank thank you, you. <laughs> <laughs> so at the $20 level or higher, you basically get a personal commercial on each of our shows. And you can use this just for us to give you a verbal shout out every single episode and say, hey, thank you so much for giving to the show. Or if you've got an event, if you've got a business, if you've got a something that you would like uh, promoted, this would be an excellent way for you to get a very cheap commercial (laughs) out to a worldwide audience. So um, at the $20 level or higher, you get your own little shout out. And I think there's a level even higher than that, where I've said that you can join us on the show. It's very high, though. (laughs) Nobody's quite yet done that. Yeah, at the $50 level or more, like if you just want to give us your money, (laughs) all of it, we will let you come on the show once a year in a roundtable discussion that'll be published in the Eabha feed and you can guest host with us at some point. So we'll just do a big listener roundtable, and we can just talk about whatever you guys want to talk about. So that'll be fun, if we ever get there.
1: <laughs> that, would be, that would be really fun. Actually, I'm I'm finding myself being a little giddy about the idea of that.
0: <laughs> so, and who knows, if we get to that level, you know, we've got some friends that we could invite to that kind of discussion.
1: So we I'm absolutely saying
0: mm-hmm. Maybe. You could also be in a discussion with one of our friends like Al Gore <laughs> or uh, Brad Pitt. You know, Velma, oh, see, now you're just making stuff Velma knows all the people. So anyways, so there's a lot of levels um, uh, that you can give. Thank you to everybody that currently gives. Uh, this has allowed us to make sure that our software is updated. and It has made sure definitely that our uh, hosting fees are paid because now we do it on a monthly basis. Um, And for two shows the size of ours, uh, it's really nice to just know that that doesn't have to come out of our pockets, which is great. And it helps us to continue to do it and to continue to make sure that the feeds stay up and running at the bandwidth that they need to be so that everybody can download it without delay. Uh, so thank you for that. And uh, it will now also help to upgrade some equipment in the coming months. <laughs> uh, apparently we do need that. Apparently. So I think that's it.
1: I do just want to mention, yes. and I'm, I'm actually um, putting something on Facebook as we speak um, because there is this big solar eclipse. Oh yeah. Happened. I don't know if you've heard about this, but there is a, a total solar eclipse that is happening on august 21st that a good portion of the country will be able to see either at least partial or total um the the totality of the eclipse um and i am very interested to hear about eclipse magic Ooh, right into us are you going to be doing
0: eclipse magic i can't do it because it's not visible here in chicago
1: this is, well, you could still do it. I mean, it's still happening. But, I mean, this is, you no. know.
0: Unless it's happening near me, it's not happening.
1: Well, I'm driving two and a half hours to be about a block from the actual line of totality. Um, because the it's, line it, of I mean, totality. it goes right through the middle that of the country. I mean, it's really very, very cool. Um, I'm just curious, though. I'm actually posting a, a message to Corey because Corey would know if <laughs> there are, you know, traditions like or anything about well, I feel
0: like Corey is our personal wick wick wichipedia like if, he,
1: oh totally Corey, either, knows Corey knows okay, absolutely everything okay if you do, if you don't know it and I don't know it Corey knows it of course he is literally getting a doctorate in folklore
0: so he better know it so
1: yes um, but I'm I'm really really interested and you know maybe um if if there's not going to be a special new world witchery all about eclipse magic, which there totally should. They should totally, you Corey. Oh you my totally God. If you get do on that it.
0: idea, you better give us freaking credit. And by us, <laughs> uh, I mean me,
1: but you know, if, if not a new world witchery, then, then maybe, I don't know. We could get him
0: and inciting and inciting us. a witch, a witchery. haha.
1: ha. <laughs> S- something
0: inciting a new braha A new, a, a,
1: a new world haha i don't i don't know um something but like i i'm just I, because this is something that's so rare that we that you know a good chunk of the mm-hmm. united states is actually in the path of totality of this eclipse and it's not going to happen again for what 40 45 years I or something would be really
0: interested to see your your guys uh, or is there any folklore on eclipses other than you know, if you do the eclipse at the right time, then that means that the gods are s- smiling on you favorably, and you can stop your human sacrifices. And yes, I'm talking about Apocalypto.
1: So, <laughs> but I'm just, I'm just curious. So I don't know if anybody is aware because it's because it's such a rare thing. I haven't seen a lot in books and you know and references and things to you know. Here's some some ideas for total solar eclipse magic because it's pr- it's not a super common thing. So people haven't invested a lot of time in writing about it, but I'm just curious if anybody has any plans or, you know, if they have any thoughts or if they know of any, anything that is specific to the eclipse. And of course, this means that we need to try to get a show out again before the eclipse. Yes. So we can share this with people. Yes. I know. I know. I know. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm I just I'm on want
0: it. you all, witches to know I text her every weekend Every weekend. And I say, hey, what are you doing? And she's always like, listen, witch, I am living my life. I am buying my things. I am riding my broom. I am lacing my boots up. I am putting my sunglasses on. And I'm having a cocktail with Dorothy Morrison. So please don't text me.
1: I have never said any of those things.
0: She's like, listen, I don't have time for you. You're basic. (laughs) You're you're my you're my old school friend. I'm I'm here with all of my new school friends, with Becky, and Jessica, and Sarah. And I don't have time for you anymore. And she just like girls reference. Like I don't even know what you're talking about. Flips her hair and she puts on her scarf and she goes out the door and she's like, "Don't text me. I'll text you."
1: God, a scarf? Not in this heat. Are you crazy?
0: (laughs) Yes, but in my in my fantasies about bitchy velma you always have a scarf
1: why why do you have fantasies about bitchy velma that seems kind of rude you don't
0: know what i do in my spare time
1: apparently have fantasies (laughs) about bitchy velma
0: (laughs) you've got very big bitchy velma has very big sunglasses
1: well yeah (laughs) i mean if i was gonna be a bitch i would have big sunglasses she also has she
0: also drives a red convertible and her is it an alpha romeo
1: because i gotta i gotta be honest it would have to be an alpha of course it is yeah you've got a little a little, a little spider car. oh no that's an aston martin oh my god <laughs> are you freaking kidding me right now <laughs> sorry
0: <laughs> okay it's bedtime
1: oh it's past bedtime. It's way past i told that, yeah. i i said at the beginning mm-hmm. this would get interesting yeah
0: uh, so, you know, the email address is incitingabruhaha@gmail.com. at gmail.com. You can uh, tweet at us individually because we don't tweet together. Uh, we can, don't
1: tweet together. Yeah. I don't really ever tweet anymore.
0: No. And yet you still have more followers than me. Not that I'm keeping track. Uh, Love you. <laughs> uh, you can tweet me. Um, I'm inciting a riot.
1: I am witches bruhaha.
0: Even though she hasn't been witch's bruhaha in years. And yet you people still follow her. You know what?
1: I will always be witches, (laughs) Bruhaha, bitch. Always. (laughs) Oh, man.
0: Uh, So you guys never be afraid to think outside of the cauldron.
1: Yes, exactly. Will you say
0: it for old times, please? (sighs) Please? We can end the show that way. We won't even do our regular sign-off. I just want you to do the thing.
1: Never be afraid to think outside the cauldron. Mm, I love it. I miss that.